Hello and welcome to In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage. I'm here to give you a front row seat to the industry's most exciting awards races. Who is in the running? What makes awards-worthy film and television? How can you, listener, win a statue of your own? We're sitting down with actors to get that insider's perspective on these questions and more, and maybe, just maybe, we'll get a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope. Whatever you can do to keep your mind in a state of play and exploration, it's like you have to like find how this audition experience can feed you. These are all bricks (laughs) that are like building up, elevating you to that one audition where, you know, you'll be like so just there. I have to start out with an admission. Uh Uh-oh, uh-huh. I haven't seen Get Out yet. <laughs> Are you serious? I know. Wait, what? I know. I know. Wait a minute. I know that's shameful. I know no, it is. No. I know. Wait, I've had what? the screener for months. <laughs> but it's available on Amazon. I know. Prime, I think. It's on HBO. Oh I think. Gosh. Um, the thing is, okay. The thing is with this film, it looks amazing, but it's not one of those ones where you just sort of stick it on and like check your phone and half watch it and you know have your dinner or whatever it's one that you really <laughs> no. want to like commit to and i've just That's haven't true. had that window right you oh know? see <laughs> but as i well and what betty gabriel and i the star of this movie what betty gabriel and i just talked about in our interview was that it's actually the kind of movie that you should have seen it in theater yeah i know <laughs> I'm, a, um, I'm a little late to the party you are i can't believe this i know sorry um she even says shame on you to the people who haven't seen this yet oh so you must have been you've been spoiled on this movie yeah, in I'm terms sorry. Of what happens? Well, in actually, it. I don't know. I think I mean I know there's a big twist, and I think everyone's yes. aware of the fact that there's okay. a twist. But I, I'm hoping that's not going to take away from. Well, it. maybe this is helpful because I don't know what listeners who haven't seen this movie, listeners, if you haven't seen the movie, you should before you. Hear Shame on you! Shame on you! Shame on Jamie! But also, you know, there's still Betty Gabriel. She had some wonderful. She had just such an interesting perspective on acting because this is a fascinating movie and a fascinating role for her to talk about acting. And I think she's an interesting um, guest on the show considering Mm. who she's sandwiched between (laughs) in Uh terms of the uh, people (laughs) we're having on this show. Um, Yes. We have people who have decades worth of experience. Yes, indeed. Oscars and Emmys and things like that. But uh, Yeah. yeah, so her... I think her perspective is really fascinating this week. Totally. I'm glad we we got a breakout star on this run of the podcast because she is in a movie that's up for Best Picture at the Oscars and Best Original Screenplay and Best Director and Best Actor, Um, pretty much the four biggest ones. Yeah. And it is, I think, helpful to hear from someone who has never done an award season before, who's never been in this media spotlight before, but who everyone is suddenly talking about. Yeah. And rightfully so. She's totally extraordinary in this film we got off the rails a little bit we talked a lot about politics yes um left-wing listeners should get a lot out of this interview we also talked about her um auditioning for the role in get out while she was in the middle of nowhere in cusco peru yeah places that's an interesting place to self-tape isn't it a place that you've been i have i've been there i never thought i'd be able to talk about it let alone on the podcast but um, she was a delight. She really is. Also, this is the first interview we've had where we also also featured a dual interview with her little puppy. Yep. Her little doggy was in the studio just now. <laughs> really, really cute. 
I'm excited for this. I, I'm curious to hear what people think. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the interview and then watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Again, shame on you. Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's fine. But you should see it before the Oscars. The Oscars, again, for listeners, are March 4th. And if you did not hear any of our other interviews with our other Oscar contenders of the year, go back and listen to the likes of Gary Oldman and Allison Janney and Patrick Stewart and Kumail Nanjiani. Those are some great. I'm really proud of this round of episodes. This is awesome. Yeah. And and congratulations to you for booking these Mm. amazing people and conducting fantastic interviews. So thank you. Well done, Jack. It's been fun. And now we have this episode and we have one more in this kind of season. And then... We're doing the same thing for Emmys. We are gearing up for TV already. Yep. Um, even though that's not until summer. Uh, awards season never ends. The whole train starts up again. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, let's get to it. Betty Gabriel is the star of Universal Pictures' Get Out, the comedy horror social satire from now Academy Award nominee Jordan Peele. As the mysterious maid Georgina, she blew audiences away and established for herself her big break as an actor. Get Out has won its fair share of accolades throughout this film award season and is now up for four Oscars, including Best Picture. Here it is, our interview with Betty Gabriel. Thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, you've had quite a year yeah. with this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is happening? It's like, what? Especially, the, I mean, has there been another kind of surge of like press and events in the last month? Oh, with yeah. The awards? It's just yeah. been pretty nonstop since January 1st. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And did you have any idea that that was going to happen when you first? Signed up for this movie and uh, no, not when I first signed up, mm-hmm. but when I saw it, I thought, yeah, wow, this is something. Yeah, cool. And I had no idea that it was going to come together that way. I mean, you know, I I knew it was going to be on. Is wait, are we starting? <laughs> I think we have. Yeah, <laughs> totally on board. Yeah. Oh, great. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew from the initial read that it was something, you know, very unique, something that, right. you know, I don't think I've ever seen before on screen. So, but you still never know how things are going to. Right. I'm sure that's true of a lot together. of your, the scripts that you look at or the projects you sign up for, you don't know how they're going to be received, how yeah. they're made. Yeah. And, and, I, and Jordan Peele was a first time director. Yeah. <laughs> so was that, could you, what was that like? Can you, first of all, could you tell that he was a first-time director? Or Not at all. That's I what mean, I figured. He knew exactly what he wanted. Right. And I think, you know, in my limited experience, I don't think that's necessarily um, a, a, you know, tell of a good director. I'm guessing mm-hmm. directors have all kinds of different, as many different personalities as we all have. Mm-hmm. There's different directing styles. But um, right. he definitely carried himself like with confidence and and knew what he wanted and was able to talk to us uh or at least me I can't speak for everyone but he was mm. able to talk to me in a way that you know 
I could tell that he wanted to bring out the best in all of us and without yes. pushing or, you know, without – he was just very positive. Uh-huh. And yeah. did you get the sense that because of his experience as a performer that that informed Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he would just, you know, perform. He would oh. just <laughs> really? pull out these impersonations <laughs> just – his impersonations are insane. They're so good. He transforms. I don't know yeah. how he does it. And he just does it like that. Yeah. He, he does not need it. You know, I need to do vocal warm-ups. <laughs> yeah, cool. I need to, like— Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> release my neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so cool. How, so how did you originally get involved? Did you audition for this part? Yeah, okay. I auditioned What do you with... remember about that process? I remember that I got an email when I was in an internet cafe in Peru. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I was in the mountains of Cusco. I got this sweater in Cusco. Oh, really? <laughs> no way. Yeah, I lived in Peru for four months. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How amazing is it? Yeah. It never comes up in any conversation that's funny. It's going <laughs> oh. on on the podcast. Anyway, you were saying? That's I mean, so you kind of know this sort of, you know, the isolation situation. You're in the yeah. 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 And not too many people speak English. Nope. Right. Um, and my managers are, you know, I told them, I, my manager and agents, I was like, I'm, I'm going to be in the mountains. Don't bother me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it like that. But, you know, that yeah. was the gist of it. And it was over Christmas break. I thought, you know, I'll be this fine. Was vacation. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. on vacation, guys. Yeah. Um, don't send me anything. <laughs> but, of course, they sent me this. And I was like, well, uh, uh, okay. I, But I can't. I don't have a smartphone. I don't know how I'm going to get this oh, in. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I don't, unfortunately, I don't think I can do this. Mm. Um, and that night, I could not sleep. I was tossing and turning oh, and, cool. uh, in that little hostel that I was staying yeah. in. <laughs> and uh, I, I woke up and, you know, woke up from not sleeping and sent them a, an email saying, I'll, I'll get this in no matter how, how I don't know how it'll happen, but I'll get it in. And cool. miracle after miracle kept happening that oh, allowed cool. me to, yeah, I'm literally met with a documentary filmmaker who had her own camera okay. through oh. people that I met traveling, you know, like Facebook conversation led to this person. Whoa, anyway, okay. it's it's a, it's a really long story. You went um, to great lengths to get this in. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. And it took like a full 48 hours of just like on being on a bus going to the next village. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to go it's to really Arequipa. Uh, yes. So, yeah, yes. I fast forwarded through so many things. I was going to go to Lake Titicaca. Uh-huh. I think that's there, right? Yeah, uh, or it's near there. I went to yeah. Arequipa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I took that's a bus cool. from Cusco all the way to Arequipa. Wow. I love talking to you because you know these things. I do know. It was a long time ago, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so, you know, it's like. Did you do the Inca Trail? I did. Uh, the Salcante Trail, oh, which I is, um, I guess it's connects to the Inca Trail at some point, oh, but okay. no, I didn't do that one. All the way to Machu Picchu? Or? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. It was you like four or five days. I was limping into Machu Picchu. Oh, okay. Because my boots were <laughs> not. Was this, with, this was with a tour group, though. <laughs> no. This is on your own? This is on my own. <gasps> I was, I'm, You're hardcore. I'm, no, I'm... I'm an idiot because <laughs> I, I, I just wow. thought, you know, yeah, I'm going to, you know, have an adventure. In nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, I don't recommend it. I mean, hard. yeah, okay. it's, and it's, it's, I think if you do want to do it by yourself and you're a woman, it's best uh. to stick to the, you know, parts where 
groups are going to meet up. Yeah. Oh, at, at least at nighttime. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had some oh my sketchy moments. Um, That's so interesting. You were in that mindset when you were sending in your audition tape. Yeah. In this like freewheeling like travel yeah. mode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that happened. That was like, I did that the first week. I hiked to Machu Picchu. Oh my gosh. I lost. <laughs> I was so gross, but I lost a toenail. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that, it was that hard. I'm, yeah. I love, it was that I love traumatizing. This. Yeah. It didn't, like, come off, like, you know, that's this, like in that movie with Reese Witherspoon uh, in... Oh, she's um, like, uh, Wild. Uh, wild, yeah. That same thing happens. To, yeah, I think. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that, though. It right. just turns... That's right. Black. Uh-huh. And then like a month. This is so gross. No, I know. This happened. Yeah. This is A month or two later, it'll fall off. <laughs> but it grows back. We don't need toenails. They're completely unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a little scary, but yeah. But but it, mine did grow back. So and I'm happy it did. But, you know, yeah, you're right. It's they're. They're, They're not necessary. Purely cosmetic. <laughs> Completely. I can't believe that's how you – But you, so you were tossing and turning, though, because had you received the sides, you didn't have the whole script. You no, know, I didn't have But you knew it was Jordan Peele. You knew yeah. the premise. Mm-hmm. And you had, like, some sides for um, – Yes. And I For think, Georgina. Yeah. I think at some point I did get the script. But I, yeah, I don't remember if that was before or after the audition. Well, what I want, I'd be so curious to see, like, what like what was reading the script for the first time like? What do you remember about that? I mean, I just kept wondering, what is wrong with her? <laughs> what is wrong with him? That's What's so wrong with cool. Walter? What's yeah. wrong? And uh, I think, I, I don't know. I just, I just thought, wow, this is so, there's just that built-in, cliffhanger of a kind of like what is mm. this what is going on what does that mean what does this mean mm. um and then i got to the auction part and i was like that's well when, that's when something really uh yeah i was like this is not funny uh-uh. <laughs> nope this isn't funny at all because it's it's not like you know because there's this uh a skit where they auction themselves on key and peel oh yeah but it's them Oof, you know like and the darkest yeah, yeah, and it's like, this is kind of funny, but not yeah. but funny. You're but, like, is but, this inspired by that? Or? Yeah, well, you know, I, I was thinking, I was like, huh, that this, I guess maybe, you know, I don't know, because this is them, you know, <laughs> as the slaves, but this is a bunch of white people. Yeah, <laughs> auctioning off. picture. Uh, yeah, and oh. uh, that that just did not sit right with me, but right. obviously that was the, the, the point. <laughs> well, and that's so fascinating to me because as the actor – as one of the actors who, as you say, it's all so driven by this one twist. Spoiler yeah. alert, I guess, for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, but it's been out for a year. Shame I really hope people have. On shame you. on you if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but the whole movie is kind of, and all of the themes are embedded in that plot twist. Mm-hmm. And your character is very much one who has to, or you as an actress, I guess, have to have the twist before the audience figures it out. So right. you're reading the script for the first time is capturing that first time experience for the audience. Yeah. But it's the only time you're going to know you're going to be in the dark about right. Georgina before right. you figure it out. Yeah. So I almost feel like that, did you have to put yourself back in the mindset of your first read in order to be like, I need to not reveal too much to the audience or like specifically keep the audience in the dark long enough? Um, I mean, I think... There, you know, she. I don't, she doesn't say much, <laughs> so true, there's really. True. Um, it but would that almost be, makes it harder for you. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just so. 
I just really, thanks to Jordan's direction, really leaned into the fact that she is she's actually the matriarch in that household and she Mm. that's her house (laughs) Uh and she you know has that power and and is a bit drunk on that power and there's no no matter what happens if i give it away it doesn't matter yeah he can't leave you know right he he is trapped there as is the audience. I mean, of course, you can always leave. Uh, <laughs> I've walked out of a movie, movie every theater. now and then. Oh. But um, it only happened one time because I was getting motion sickness. Anyway. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the audience is there. They're trapped in the theater. They're trapped. Totally. And it's so it's like. I don't know. It's 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 a it was it was fun. That does explain. To play to you. I hadn't thought about the fact that the, she's the matriarch because at the very end. She becomes very violent and she <laughs> attacks him. Well, yeah, her house, her family, mm. they're, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. But you have to play two characters, essentially. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're playing yeah. two completely different people fighting Yeah, <laughs> control. I mean, primarily, I was given the direction primarily that she is, you know, the this matriarch elder figure. white lady. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um and every now and then, and it's pretty clear when those moments are, she is battling within herself with the other part of her, the the real part of her. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. yeah, you know, I really, in my preparation or in my off, you know, uh, off time, I would just kind of have that sort of weird you know, romance between them. It sounds so weird to say, but I had like a very sort of like dance with them within myself, within my, you know, room where I would just meditate on how much she, the the matriarch, the white lady, loves this woman that she's overtaken. Mm. And... Wow. And how, you know, how she's just having to go along with it and almost so another thing I did uh, was listen to a, a podcast uh-huh. <laughs> on uh, Martin Pistorius there's also like a TED talk that he does oh, uh-huh. and um, if that if I highly recommend listening to that because that was pretty mm. uh, evocative that idea of um, just being trapped in your body and, mm-hmm. and not being able to signal to anyone that you're in there and mm. and that you're very conscious and um yeah so yeah that yeah that was the i very, had, i dealt with that and worked with that as well i mean it must be so much fun as an actor for you to have to to have those meditative oh, yeah. thoughts yeah let me tell you i <laughs> you had fun with this part i i had the most fun yeah. and i don't cool. and i i might not ever play up you know never say never but i might not ever play a part like this ever again <laughs> well it's such a bizarre world yeah. as you say yeah yeah and that's the primary reason why i chose this part um i actually first time in my life in <laughs> my career had to choose between two jobs oh okay gotcha and the other job was with a very very well known very respected oh. you know very you know oscar Film nominated really? okay. director, and huh. I, you know, that would have been a great job. And everyone at the time was like, "Yeah, you should definitely work with her. do that one." Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I, I, I oh. thought, I in it, it just kept again kept me up at night, and I was like, oh, "I can't pass on this role." Right, right. 
because of that reason, I, I felt like it was never going to come to me again. Yeah, I've heard that. I've, we've heard that on this podcast where actors have been in that position where they really have to listen to your gut. Yeah. And sometimes it is the, the path seems really clear. Yeah. But if it's the it's the project that's keeping you up at night, that is probably the one that's going <laughs> to yield some result. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, you didn't expect a bunch of Oscar nominations for this movie when you, nope. first, <laughs> when you first, like, read this weird, disturbing, funny script. Yeah. I just can't. I, I, it's one of those movies that, first of all, I've never had an experience like it in terms of sitting live in the theater. I think mm-hmm. everyone can agree that, like, Seeing Get Out with other people in the theater is a way of enhancing the experience of seeing it. Oh, yeah. I recommend that over seeing it, like, just solo on a laptop or something. Right. <laughs> people are vocal. I mean, people are freaking <laughs> out at the end of this movie. Um, I just think it's extraordinary. I think that your work is amazing. And I, I want to get back into this, like, the no, 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 especially. Right, yes. just what everybody talks about. But, like, what... What goes through your head? Like, how do you tackle something like that? Like, because, like, as we've been saying, you're the whole plot twist. Mm-hmm. You've got themes of assimilation from black yeah. culture into white culture. You've yeah. got themes of slavery, of, like you said, not being able to have control of your own body. And all mm-hmm. of that is happening in the scene where all she's saying is, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to balance all of those themes in your head, or are you more just like, what are the practical steps I need to do to make this happen? Um, I mean, I definitely wasn't, you know, writing a PhD thesis <laughs> on uh, right because the, the, the that's like of, uh, our job. That's like the the critics and the journalists. Like that's our job is, is to like interpret, or as audience members, mm-hmm. we're just supposed to interpret that. Yeah, but your job as the actor is to do the thing. Right. Yeah. My, I, I mean, I was really because you know when you're in front of a camera (laughs) and there's a crew and there's, you know, Daniel and, Mm. you know, there's this wig. (laughs) Oh, we'll talk about (laughs) the wig too. Yes, yes. All these elements (laughs) are present. And I mean, I really was just thinking, focus. (laughs) And, um, Mm. and, and find that internal struggle Mm. Um, that sort of internalized war that's going on in that moment with her, and <laughs> yeah, it's and we we you know we did it several times, so I felt like more and more I I was able to like oh, okay. really just like <laughs> zero in on that yeah feeling, and and also I think having someone be there, like you know, as close as we are, you know. Looking mm. into their eyes and having them look into your eyes, oh, it's, okay. it's, that can really – have you seen – I haven't seen it myself, but I've seen <laughs> like the trailer for that documentary about the, the artist, Marina um, – Oh, uh, Abra, Abramovich? Yes. yes. <laughs> her she, thing is she stares into people's eyes? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Oh, and I can only imagine what Daniel Kaluuya was, was feeding you. Yeah, scene. yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just like looking at me like, what yep. the hell's happening? I mean, uh-huh. you know, but like, he's this. He, I mean, he's a great. Not that's not to downplay what he was doing, but oh, he yeah. was. Oh, absolutely. You know, just there, and it's such a like, st- like if we were just to like sit here and stare at each other's <laughs> eyes in <Yeah>. silence, totally. <laughs> things that would happen. Focus. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> things, but it is the kind of thing happen. that you needed multiple takes to to get to zero in. Yeah. 
Yeah. It doesn't seem like the kind of scene that you, oh, you get on the first try. Right, you right, understand right, exactly yeah. what's going on. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there also an element of, like, you don't want to give away the secrets of, the, of your acting, like, in a scene like that? Like, I feel like... Do you ever feel like as an artist, you're like, I don't want to, a magician never reveals his secrets? Yes, I always say <laughs> okay. that, you know, because okay. I get oh. asked this a lot. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I tend to say that. And I don't feel like I gave anything away. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think um, it's, it's it, even still what I said, you know, I don't. That was like two years ago, too. <laughs> right. I don't actually know what what I remember. What no, you and you're know, not I taking mean, to a journal every after every take. And like, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I you know what I remember was that was kind of the sort of. I'm sorry. I'm like nervously playing with this wire. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm taking um, you back to that scene and the yeah <laughs> tension. I know. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. No, yeah. I know. Yeah, because you had to go to a dark place mm-hmm. to play yeah. these two characters at war with each other. Oof. Yeah, I bet I'm dark. So <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I, I, it's true. Like I, I spend a lot of my time being haunted by, um, <laughs> haunted. Yes, movie, get it. Um, <laughs> haunted just by the mm. the actual reality of people being, you know, modern day slaves, and it's. Mm. I don't know. I not to take it to a dark place, but you know, this morning I was just listening to the about the the suburb of Syria that got you know mm-hmm. airstrikes and like there's children just yeah. <sighs> it's, it's happening very every day. Sad. Yeah. It's, and it's and it's yeah. We live in a pretty beautiful, wonderful <laughs> world, but there are definitely things that totally can haunt you if you yeah think on them. And these stories, I think that, I mean, you've been in other dystopian sci-fi Oh, yeah. Oh, projects. my gosh. Yeah. And Purge. Um, You're talking about Purge. Purge, Purge election, election year. <laughs> was another one that seems like dystopian, yeah, but riding that line between like social commentary and yeah. satire. Yeah. And these stories, I mean, why do you think they resonate and matter today, you know? Because I think we aren't really allowed to dwell on these horrific dark realities mm. you know mm. it, it, we're supposed to pretend like everything's fine you know like pretend. that's yeah yes yeah and this you know the shooting that happened on valentine's day mm-hmm. the shooting that happened in vegas i mean but we don't need to change you know let's not get carried away and change things right. and like <laughs> you know inhibit our freedoms as you know citizens of this country like i i I don't know i don't know how we're doing that (laughs) how we continue to say but that doesn't mean things are wrong or like i I don't know i don't know i don't know yeah reality and fiction seem to just be like topsy-turvy these days like yeah the absurdity of, of that, like, oh, well, we can't change the status quo. Right. And, and I, we could. Right. <laughs> and I've tried to understand it. You know, I've heard, listened to people talk about it, you know, NRA supporters, and they mm. say, well, you know, if you look at the statistics that more people die by this form or, like, more people get guns legally than not or, mm. you know, all these, all these, you know, 
they kind of sound good, <laughs> but in legit, but yeah. yeah, it doesn't. No, I mean, it's just it's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> for me, totally. Yeah, I think we need, and I mean, the other thing I keep thinking about, and especially with Get Out, is it's also escapism. It's many things, mm-hmm. but it's also an opportunity to like sit and breathe with a bunch of people for two hours in a movie theater and like yeah. have fun. Yeah, maybe. that too. Because <laughs> laughter is really important, I think, for yes. delivering yes. messages. And like Jordan Peele had uh, many <laughs> things to get across, mm-hmm. and he did it in a way that it was folded into this story. I think, yeah, and not like spoon fed. No, to us. no, and that's uh, I think so brilliant. And I, I can only watch news through mm. John Oliver uh-huh. <laughs> and like Bill Maher uh-huh. and. Uh, John Stewart when he used to be on um, I yeah I have to like have laughter (laughs) yeah but but like spoonful of sugar you know Uh, it definitely does help and so this when you wrap things up in sort of genre although it's it's at times I'm like this is not (laughs) you know like this is very straightforward (laughs) you know this film it it, you know even with its comedic elements yeah it's like oh you know it's so well it's because Daniel grounds it in reality, you know, in, in with his truth and his and his just goodness. He's like you mm. like see a person oh. and you see like, oh this is this is a person I can identify with. Hey doggy. <laughs> oh hey, yes. Paying a visit. Oh, is he? She. Um she, <laughs> she. did I say he? Oh, no, no, I say I say he sometimes I'm like, oh. no, she. And so other people oh will be like, oh, like how me. old is he? <laughs> um, talk to me about the wig. Oh, the wig. I don't even know what question to ask about the wig. But what is it? <laughs> how did you construct this character with that? Um, That's one of the tools in your... Well, there's a lot to be said about wig acting. Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, it's. Uh, I think I did an- another job before or was it after? I also did Good Girls Revolt, and I wore a wig mm-hmm. on that for that, too. Of course. Um, the 60s so This, look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's, it's actually pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend it mm. for most, if not all, actors to try wig acting. Yeah, because <laughs> it, transform- it kind of makes you transform. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, with Get Out, I didn't know I was going to be wearing a wig until oh. the day before I worked, you oh, know, where oh, we did the hair and makeup test. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Um, like I said, this was two years ago. I don't quite remember. Yeah, totally. But um, yeah, I was like, hmm. Oh, this just got really interesting. Because <laughs> you were kind of thrown for a loop. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, but what Whoa. kind of wig? Like, how is it gonna? Yeah, and I put it on. I was this? like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but in a, I was like, but then a, it took some getting used to. Yes, but then. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was I was kind of like, oh my god, am I gonna like look like such an an asshole? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, of course. <laughs> um, and, See, that's uh, interesting too, because I always wonder, like, does self consciousness play into your your acting? With me, yes, okay. all the time. Mm, yeah, it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and wig or no wig, I'm just sure. like, oh my god, I'm... how do I look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but you know. That wig <laughs> helps so much with the character, and you know, seeing it on screen, I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it just takes it to that place. You know, with this character, it's it was great because I felt like I got to live on this almost 
other plane, mm. you know, in the way I had to act, and but also in the way I could just like move through that world, you know. I felt very much like a <laughs> a sort of that weirdo over there, ah. <laughs> you know. There's definitely like a that weirdo a quality. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> that like a weirdo over there. <laughs> as an audience, you're sitting there with like that's a red flag, and I don't know what kind of red flag it is, but like her existence, mm-hmm. there's something very off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's funny, like maybe that we'll learn about her, and it's going to be some funny twist. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's really, maybe it's really serious, but I don't know. Like what exactly yeah. is, ha- is she hypnotized? Yeah, and like she kind of is, and sure. And but like you said though, and then a reveal just makes it all so real, mm-hmm. kind of brutally real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially because the wig comes off, mm-hmm. and that. Ooh. Yeah, I love that the wig comes off like that. And Interesting. You so you almost, didn't know that was going to happen either, but the day before you were shooting with that, because you didn't know there was going to be a wig. Yeah, yeah. So then the wig coming off. Yeah. yeah, I mean that all kind of happened. I didn't know it was gonna come off at all and then Mm -hmm. you know we were in the car and they were like we were like working it out and I was like oh cool okay yeah and uh that says a lot yeah that that carefully manicured like she's watching herself in the mirror she's touching Mm -hmm. it I can't believe what you said about the the fact that there's almost a twisted romance of some sort between these two characters you're playing oh yeah that see that's where this movie is such a perfect example of like what actors do to prepare and put into their characters and what the Mm -hmm. audience perceives mm-hmm. and how those can be different things those can be the same but with any good piece of art it's mm-hmm. about like how you react is says more about you than about yeah. the art and mm-hmm. like you can learn mm-hmm. more about yourself yes by being like what do i think georgina is yeah or what's going on with her yeah and that's another reason i don't really like to talk about particularly with this role in this mm-hmm. film because i think that robs people of the mm. the ability to interpret it for themselves and to sort of, you know, I think that's what matters most, you know, yeah. is like, how do you, how does this make you feel? How did, what is, how, what does, you know, stimulate in your mind? What do yeah. you think she represents? Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, you know, I, I'll, I'll add, answer questions and I have, you know, I, I think she represents indoctrination. And, you know, uh-huh. I'll like go in sometimes because... <laughs> <laughs> because it's yeah she, but there's so many more answers and it does depend right. on who you are as an individual right. you know and as an actor you have to make choices you can't just be like I'm gonna play this so that it could be interpreted in seven different ways like on right. some deep level you have to be like I have to make this choice yeah and maybe that specific choice that I'm making can be interpreted by others mm-hmm, in seven mm-hmm. different ways yeah but for me you're one character fighting with another inside your head and you have yeah. your specific mindset to get there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those meditations. Oh, yeah. Get inside your head during those meditations. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I say romance, but I, <laughs> and, and but I think there is a weird... Um, oh, hello. Hi. Hello, Coco. Coco Pebbles, everyone. <gasps> she's, uh, <laughs> she's a new addition a to my interview. family. <laughs> yes. Yes, she's like, uh, enough about her. <laughs> enough about Let's her. Talk about me and my <laughs> life story. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the uh, yeah, this idea of like, it, it was more so like 
the love and romance. You know that idea. Mm. What, what did Paula Dean say? She was like, oh, <laughs> she loved the olden days, you know, when, when you know, black people were, all the waiters were black, you know, uh-huh. like. Uh-huh. In their place, yeah, almost. Yeah, it's like, I love that old Southern. And we actually filmed this in Fairhope, Alabama. So uh-huh. that old Southern charm was, I was just like, surrounded it was like thick in the air Mm, um and it was lovely i gotta say (laughs) it's such a like quaint town Mm -hmm. that has very uh weird um ties to their civil you know civil confederacy past yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's, uh, yeah very strange but that sort of dual reality Mm. of loving something because you think that it's not worth, it's not worthy, you know, sort of like thin line Oof. between love and hate, but like, you know, you're not worthy. Oh, my God. So that idea of I love like you because I can own you. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Creepy. I got chills. That's so cool. That's so interesting, like, that, and terrifying. yeah. And it's not real love, I guess, but it's in my mind it was that romanticizing of it oh my God. that really helped. I don't know, it yeah. helped me. <laughs> it's like giving me chills. Um, and you have described Gior- Georgina, the white woman, as mm-hmm. pure evil. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to get into that because as you're saying, like, yes, if you romanticize something that you also own – it makes you very morally corrupt, but mm-hmm. there's the love there. So, mm-hmm. are you? Di- does pure oh, evil? Yeah. How do you play pure evil? I mean, I think I said that, but I, you know, I don't know what evil means. I don't, mm. you know, I just kind of said that because when I watch it and I, <laughs> I feel like that whole family, I'm like evil. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But that's me reacting now. You know, I, I don't know if I would have said that when I was shooting. Yeah, I. Mm. You know, I'm like, what is evil? I don't know. So, (laughs) you know, I said that, but um, I think, wait, what was the question again? (laughs) Like, what is pure evil or how do you act? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you act someone that despicable? I I I, I think it was just this notion that, you know, adding on to what Paula Dean said. Poor Paula Dean, but she said it. <laughs> she inspired you. Um, <laughs> she did inspire me because of what she said. Um, that whole idea of like, you know, I remember watching, what, what was I watching? I think it was like Chelsea, Chelsea Lately. She uh-huh. like went to the oh. South in one of her episodes. It was an episode on race and someone from the South, you know, modern day was like, you know, well, we were actually good to the slaves. You know, we treat, yeah. treated them well because they needed to be, they needed to do their job, you know. <laughs> so job. I thought, yeah, yeah, you know, what good is a, you know, a, a broken body? They're not going to work as efficiently as a healthy, happy, this happy, someone, quote, unquote, yeah. um, Someone body. today saying that, looking, like, yeah. trying to rationalize. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, mm. it wasn't as bad, um, you know. So that idea of, um, I don't know, justifying you can justify treating people anything. like they're less than mm-hmm. I, I. There's something quite. I don't know if it's evil. I don't know. <laughs> but right. I, I don't know. Sometimes either. I'm like, that's evil, <laughs> and right. other times I'm like, that's 
human nature. I don't know. It's like yeah, wrapped it's... in the best intentions. Yeah, and and part of the I think that part of what Get Out is trying to say is like sometimes the worst racism is the kind that it's like from liberals. <laughs> like the mm. worst is from people who have no are so blind to their own racism that they mm-hmm. they think they're saying something nice when they say something like that. Mm-hmm. Of like, yeah. well, back in the day, at least we were nice to them, to our slaves. Right, yeah. When, like, they need to take a step back. But that's, and yeah, is that for you? I don't know. That's just humanity, I, mean, I guess. It's something. <laughs> I mean, then that's the other thing about this gun control stuff is I just yeah. see how people can rationalize anything Yeah. to yeah. sleep at night. Yeah. And it's disgusting, but... Yeah, sometimes I think that's evil. But we all do it. Yeah. Yeah, and people aren't awake to their own evil. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I think it's it's tough because, I I don't know, I oftentimes find myself going, well, what am I doing that's complicit in, you know, the oppression of other countries or, you know— Oil. I don't know. It's just. It's yeah. just so. It's so complicated. Yeah. And to say, you know, even though I said it, to say something's pure evil is. Uh, I think it. It doesn't quite capture this this whole intricate mm. network of of how we've evolved into this. I don't know. Capitalist weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not the most political person, but, you know, that no, just yeah. like way in which we've just become. Like empathy or the lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, boy, I've been thinking a lot about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's like, how do I? What but can if I think I about. Do? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. What do I do? I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, I contribute to charities. I, mm-hmm. you know, I try to like stay somewhat politically aware of what's going on but it, it's it can be paralyzing that feeling yeah. of not having control <laughs> of not being yeah. able to do anything which relates to this character absolutely the story it's, yeah. Uh, yeah well and i've heard too from actors who kind of say if you if you label a character as just this or just that but especially if you kind of judge your character and and badly and kind of mm-hmm. say oh well this character is evil it's denying them any nuance. It's denying them. I also think it's absolving you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking about how, if I, you know, react to someone on the right who is very pro Second Amendment or whatever mm-hmm. is getting so political. Oh my god, <laughs> um, I can't. It's not very productive to just say mm-hmm. no. Shut up. Just your view. You're ignorant. You're. Mm-hmm. It almost absolves me of having to do the work of like having and thorny debates and yeah. dealing with the nuance and, and yeah, asking yourself, well, what am I doing that's oppressive, that's contributing to inequality somewhere, right, somehow right, in right. the world? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I know I said that, but I, but also I, I think it's kind of fun to play the villain, quote yes. unquote, uh-huh. and she is villainous. Oh, yeah. And I feel like, yeah, that's not, I found other qualities to her but it was kind of fun to play yeah. <laughs> her as a vi- as That's a villain so cool. yeah. as the sort of you're fucking co- oh. am, uh, I, am I supposed to swear you can swear okay we'll just bleep like, you. you're fucking caught and it's fun <gasps> yeah it's like that sort you're of caught. like relishing and I don't know it's just so it's just so great and like you said she's the matriarch yeah and she's drunk on that power yes yeah. 
Totally. And but she's also the tragic figure. She's both the villain and the tragic figure. Yeah. Oh, but you're totally right about how, you know, you can't really judge your characters like mm. so because yeah, you you rob them of of something. But, yeah, you uh, want them to be fully fledged people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Amazing. Um, <laughs> what is next? What? How do you follow up? You've had several projects that you've done since filming Get Out, obviously. But uh huh. Yes. Um, I have two films that are going to be uh, premiering at South by Southwest. Oh, cool. Uh, both. Yeah, yeah. They're both Blumhouse <laughs> gems. Okay. They they keep me employed. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. They also produce Get Out. For, right, right. For anyone who doesn't know, um, and Purge. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've done several films with them now. It's great. Um, yeah. So the the one is untitled. Um, oh, okay. Directed by Steven Susco, and then the other one is directed by Lee Winnell, who did. Um, the Saw and Insidious films, mm-hmm. and, but this is more of like a sci-fi thriller. Okay. Yeah. And why do you think why how why has this horror sci-fi bent happened mm. to your career? Is there something about your sensibility, or just that's the rabbit hole you're falling down? Well, I mean, maybe maybe that's you know my dark soul is drawing me to dark <laughs> <laughs> dark <laughs> stories. But I think you know the sort of you know. Uh, brass tacks of it. I don't know. I, mm. I'm trying. To, sometimes I. Anyway, I need to read more. Anyway, ah. <laughs> the, no. the the the. I think the gist of it is, you know, horror movies don't cost a lot to make, especially mm. you know Blumhouse. That's their sort of model. And right. not to say that you know, but you know, a lot of actors of a certain you know, caliber probably wouldn't work for what oh, sure. what I'm happily willing to work uh-huh. for as a new actor. You know, I think a lot of huh. right, that's I think that's true. There's a lot sort of, of a stigma. A maybe. lot of actors getting their start probably mm-hmm. have been in horror movies. Totally. And yeah. uh, so you gotta start on the lower budget side sometimes. Yeah. But, but I that's not to say something extraordinary can't come of that. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And I consider myself so lucky. I mean it's Yeah. It's crazy. I'm I'm almost like, who didn't like give you all the money, <laughs> Jordan? Because like this yeah. is like, you're first of all brilliant. I, but you know, I guess, you know, business wise, it's like, oh, but you're not going to be in it. It's not a comedy. What? I don't. My that does true, not compute. Yeah. You know. So I guess that was like, really, what are you I thinking? But it's like the highest grossing first time yeah. feature of director. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet they're all going. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever he does next, he's going to have the biggest budget ever. And yeah, like, yeah. Everyone's going to say yes. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm all guess. This is all guesses. I don't actually know no, what, ha- what happens on the production side of it all. I even asked his wife <laughs> there was going to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. I kind of – I was standing next to her at the Writers Guild Awards where Get Out just won. Oh, yeah. The f- biggest award. And mm-hmm. um, I jokingly – we were joking about like what questions to ask him like in the press room. And I said like what's the sequel going to be called? And she said I don't think there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> oh. I don't know if that's a scoop. Podcast <laughs> listeners. Um, but I'm very excited to see what he does next. I'm yeah. excited to see what you do next too. Oh, yeah. There's stuff coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we're backstage. First of all, did you ever use backstage? For casting notices or anything? Um, no, but I knew of it. I think maybe mm-hmm. I did online, like the online version. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, 
we are always interested in hearing the stories of like your working actor days and how you mm-hmm. got your start and like <laughs> do you have any like audition <laughs> horror stories or like you've been in the I trenches know. with the auditions, right? <laughs> uh yeah. Um you know, auditioning is I don't know. I've been on like hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of them. So, I, you know, if any did stick out as like hor- horrible, I, I I've kind of just like, you know, learned to like erase <laughs> quicker. Uh-huh. Um, but I I did a lot of theater and then I went to school, back to school mm-hmm. uh, in New York at the Juilliard. And then I came here. Um, in 2014, and I was, you know, working a bunch of odd jobs. I swear this has a point. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so I was— I want to hear about um, the odd jobs, too. Yeah. that's yeah. So one of them was—and mm-hmm. I'm not going to promote, but uh, <laughs> one of them was for a delivery app <laughs> that uh-huh. was just starting. Uh-huh. It was, like, 2014, 15. Right. Because I had done a lot of, like, restaurant bar jobs, and I was like, I can't. I can't. I'm yeah. an actor. I'm going <laughs> to— I get it. I'm going to do delivery uh-huh. <laughs> for now. Yeah. And then— you know, I'm going to, you know, see what else other kind of jobs that are more, like, yeah. good for where I felt my Your artistic, ego, my, yeah. <laughs> my artistic nature was. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, so I'm doing this delivery job, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was great. I got to, mm-hmm. like, see the city. I got to, like, be like, oh, this is what's good at this restaurant. Uh-huh. Um, and I, you know, delivered balloons and th- things. Oh, cool. So one night I'm delivering from Nobu, very, very mm-hmm. delicious sushi place. Um, and I go to this house in the hills and <laughs> I open the door and the person comes to the door and it's none other than Jordan Peele. <laughs> You're kidding. Wait, what? I kid you not. And you knew who you I knew Peele, and you I knew. was like, I'm a huge fan of yours. Here's your ah. sushi. Yeah. This is years before the audition. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This was like maybe a year or two before, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. And that was the first time I delivered to him. The second time. Ah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. The second time, I I, I sound like such a freak because I'm remembering this, but it was from (laughs) Village Idiot. Oh, Um, uh And, uh, yeah, it was... I was like, hello. <laughs> you remember me for the first time? or No, I, the, no. it was like several months later, so uh-huh. I don't think. And he didn't remember me. Like when we, And I told him, I was like, I've been to your house. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I was There's a delivery person. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, welcome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird world. So that was the okay. So when you got the script when you were in Peru, yes. that was also part of the history of like, oh well, I've weirdly met Jordan Peele. Yeah, twice. Yeah, <laughs> twice. It's a small world. It's a very small world, mm-hmm. especially when you're you know doing delivery, <laughs> doing the working actor thing. It's inspiring yeah. though. It's really it is inspiring that 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 it's you ins- could go from delivering his food yeah. to being in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and being like a breakout star in one of the biggest hits of the year. Yes. It can happen. It, it can, can happen. happen, right? What other, like, it can happen is a great piece of advice or a great <laughs> piece of inspiration for working actors. Yeah. What else do you want them to know or what do you wish you'd known? Um, I mean, I think it's just extremely, you know, as crazy as that was, 
um, doing delivery after graduating from Juilliard. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was, it's very humbling. <laughs> uh-huh. um, this I feel like my journey through this world has been, or through this career path, has been really amazing. I mean, the fact that I got into Juilliard was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, it comes with a lo- eating a lot of humble pie. <laughs> yeah. A lot. And, yeah. okay. you know, hundreds of auditions can just wear on you and wear on your sort of feeling of, is this, am I supposed to be doing this, you mm-hmm. know? Hundreds, if not thousands of auditions. I've been on so many in pilot seasons. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, God, I don't I don't want to. <laughs> right. But, um, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know what kept me going, you know, like auditions. I mean, I'm still auditioning. It's not like I'm, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> um, I'm still auditioning, mm-hmm. um, but it does help to have a bit of success. It yes. does help yes. for sure. But I think just whatever you can you can do to keep yourself, keep your mind in a state of play and exploration mm. it's so cliche and corny i no, know it's but yeah. it's it's true it's like you have to like find how this audition experience can feed you yeah, and how cool. that how that will then if you don't get it great if you don't get it great great that's all like building up that these, these are all bricks <laughs> yeah. that are like building you up elevating you to that one audition where you know you'll be like so just Yes. There, and because you've had all that experience. And if you're not getting auditions, oh, that's that's tough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Um, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's there. I was doing, you know, table reads. You know, I had friends that were in theater mm. from Chicago. And, you know, like eventually something, something will come your way and you have to say yes to it because it's even if it's something is totally. – Insignificant. That's that's terrible. But even if it's something you know, not you know, you know, gonna make your career like a table read or whatever, it's like still uh-huh. worth doing. Totally. Yeah. And so knowing that there's gonna be a lot of humble pie to be eaten mm-hmm. is helpful because mm-hmm. <laughs> that prepares you as an actor for. You just you do have to know that you're building those bricks. I love that. I yeah. Love that image. Yeah. Why, thank you. <laughs> that was excellent advice. That was superb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Betty, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for I having us. we're going to say goodbye. Okay. You oh, my God. Bye, doggy. Say goodbye. Listeners, like, rate, and subscribe for more interviews from the front lines of the industry's awards races. This episode of In the Envelope was recorded at Mark Grau Studios in Los Angeles. Thank you, as always, to producer, editor, and all-around podcast whiz, Jamie Muffet. You can follow him on Twitter at JamieMusicNYC. You can follow me, Jack Smart, on Twitter at JackSmartWrites. Thank you to the team at Backstage, a.k.a. the most trusted name in casting, Peter Rappaport, Mark Stinson, Francis Ramos, Rowan Akatib, and especially should-be Oscar nominee, Casey Howe. For more awards and industry coverage, head over to Backstage.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time for another glimpse in the envelope. For the NAACP's, I Mm -hmm. had to 
Tashina Arnold went on the red carpet, and then I had to go like after her and her posse. Yeah, and like it's the NAACP's. It's like her posse. Pam is is queen. She's like mm-hmm. she's like black royalty. Yeah. You know? So the the red carpet went crazy, and mm-hmm. the cameras are like snap, 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 snap. Tashina, Tashina, <laughs> and then and then it was you. just like night and day. Like, and then it was me, and it was like. <laughs> and daddy, I, daddy! <laughs> no, you don't have a team. You like, have a posse. I didn't have a team or a posse. I was just like, <laughs> "There's your humble pie." Humble pie. Okay. <laughs>